Chapter 16 Beyond Those Peaks The Drive Back With the cabin secured for prolonged vacancy and final departing pleasantries past, the trip to Toledo was underway. The childhood dream was over. We made a quick stop to close out my account at the local bank. We would have another lovely visit to my cousin's ranch in Bozeman several hours away and stay the night. The hospitality flew off the charts as we expected of Montana's finest. The next leg became our first noteworthy hitch in the entire adventure. A belt broke on the Aloha with no major town within proximity. On a Sunday. Fortunately for us, Montana has Deputy Salty, the most elite lawman in the state and friendliest. With his stereotypical finely tuned law enforcement mustache and mirrored sunglasses acting as a springboard for presentable confidence, he referred to nearly everything as an outfit, a filler word for elusive runaway nouns, nouns that would otherwise end up alongside a bulletin board for missing persons or some socially responsible milk carton label, almost applied the same way as whatchamacallit or decine. Anytime someone abuses one single word by overusage, it is a delicacy to my ears. Ah, the simple things in life. I soon lost count after ten erroneous uses of outfit. Had we been any smarter, we could have baited him into many more opportunities, perhaps set him up to finish our sentences. You know, those park rangers surely do look good in there. Could there not be a happier man than he had we provided suitable moments to enunciate those two precious syllables, outfit? The unsuitable moments could be fair game as well. I regret the fact that I have but one life to live for my... His eyes would light up. Outfit? He would graciously give us a ride to a primitive campground along the Yellowstone River called Itchkapee. The reserve spot rested amid several, but with the season still before Memorial Day, our setting gave no neighbors. Montana remained unready to spit us out just yet, and I did not mind the delay one bit. I would get an extra night of camping. I ached to see my family, show pictures, and recount all the adventures, but wary of diving back into the real-world way of life. The riverside lay out simply, though beautiful with its width close to thirty yards of smooth-flowing waters and soft-edged river stone. A perfect setting to meditate over the ripples in the water, wondering if I would ever return, and if so, when. The next day, I found a ride to the parts store and picked up a replacement belt, but with the tools I had on hand, I could not adjust the alternator enough to reduce the tension and get the new belt secured. With no choice but to tow the Aloha to the repair shop, the burdens of service expense kept to a minimum. The next stop of note situated outside of Iowa City. An hour out of the way was Dyersville, Iowa, the set where they filmed most of Field of Dreams, the house with the field, corn, and hallucinations. Bucket list item achieved. Much to my disappointment, the place closed for the day. I desperately wanted to witness how disgusted an employee got if I asked them, Is this heaven? A company guideline requires them to respond, No, it's Iowa. Despite how miserable the mandated response made them feel inside, 
If the feedback certified not at the cinematic level that I demanded as a fan, a repeat of the question is rendered, as many as necessary. The baseball field itself remained accessible. We ignored the no trespassing sign. The lights stayed lit. Magical. Trotting to bases after a fake home run swing seemed like the best move to pass the occasion. Hopefully you're not a Field of Dreams curator reading this with 20-year-old footage, a willing legal team, and a 60 minutes crew on standby. In the unfortunate event that happens, I gave full disclosure that some events of this memoir were vastly exaggerated, so by no means is this a confession. I have a rock-solid alibi written in big sky in a big city that puts me in Dyersville, running bases on private property at the time of this infraction. What an awkward courtroom scenario indeed. Secretly, I hoped to meet a girl there solely for the fact that I could refer to her in a manner indicative of lines from the film. The only thing we had in common was that she was from Iowa, and I had once heard of Iowa. There were other onlookers, but the field predominated as a place for baseball nerds of the male variety, not a shocking fruition. Being in the Hawkeye State, we straddled Kansas close enough to bear witness of potential moon landings, or would that be labeled a Kansas landing? But had no such luck in spotting the fruits of such a highly publicized prediction. We might have been hoodwinked. We advanced to a spot off the riverbanks of the Mississippi River, Galena, Illinois, the actual filming location representing Chrisholm, Minnesota. Why they picked another arbitrary town to portray the original arbitrary town adds one more layer to the onion of intricacy of the motion picture. Surely that happens a lot, but... For how the town was used and having seen both places, I failed to see how the disparities mattered. If the screenplay had gone so far as to change characters, why not locate Moonlight Graham to Galena, Illinois? Because Archibald Moonlight Graham portrayed not only a fictional character. He breathed the life of an actual human being whose definitive biography is partially depicted in the movie. Except for the parts he comes back to life as a young man in the future, as a hitchhiker and every other scene that involves him, but the backstory is mostly clean. Given that he had been dead for 24 years when they released the flick, it's hard not to recognize the use of his likeness as somewhat creepy. Nevertheless, the story is awesome. The site looked much more recognizable, and we had some exchanges with locals in the know about the details. They fingered out some key areas. We looked for the doctor's office along Main Street, we searched for the bar, the movie theater, the stairs. We drifted around the city as if extras in the movie. The overall feel of the town enthralled me. The aura struck me in such a way that Durango, Colorado had done only a month before with my Aunt Luann and Uncle Dave. Durango stunned as a mountain town that sat at the tip of a historic railroad that reached out to Silverton. Without knowing anything about the localities, Durango and Galena felt like places that I could see myself living in. Galena also gloated as the hometown of U.S. Grant, an American that had historical significance tied to March 10th, unlike us and our promotional incompetencies. The wheels on the Aloha would spin around roughly another four million times until we arrived in Toledo and officially closed the books on the sabbatical. I greeted my mom and dad and other loved ones once again with warm welcomes. I surmised a sense of relief from family members to see we had made it home in one piece with all the marbles still rolling around in our heads. 
they did their part in not exposing such a supposition too blatantly. The facts are worth restating that those last many months were not akin to the standard spring break to Daytona Beach like most other young individuals do, not even similar to a backpacking trip across Europe. The only shots we bottomed up flung from a skeet site. The only parties we threw involved writing fake letters, firelight, honoring insanity, and board games. The only drugs we took were smuggled in from the borders of our own imagination and boredom, cabin fever junkies. Our relatives did not need to know about the tree people or violent shaking in the mirror immediately, or the gargantuan pack of toilet paper gifted to our fraught neighbors. Going over pictures became delightful and rewarding. The letters, the projects, the journals, the tales. We sent our warmest tokens of gratitude to Uncle Hal and his family for giving such an amazing opportunity, a truly selfless act of them to allow it, let alone entertain the notion. Trusting two fledgling adults to not burn their pride and joy down for an indefinite time period is not a subtle detail to be overlooked or ever forgotten.